This is The Culture. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Cinema Wave podcast. We are here to talk about one of the biggest movies in theaters currently. This is Mean Girls, the musical. I am one of your hosts. My name is Darian Scalamoni. I am joined by Liz Seiko. Hello, everybody. And also Vinny Albano. Hello, hello. So this is, as Liz best described it to me before we started recording, this is a musical film based on a film. No, I'm sorry. Back I'm already it getting it wrong. Back it up this is more. a musical film based on a musical based on a film. It's based on a book. Got it right. This is, <laughs> this is crazy. So this movie got announced um, a little over a year ago with December 2022, where they started with the first castings. Um, and I had put it on the blog, just talking about the castings and things like that. And uh, the original film came out in 2004. Right? Yeah. So 20-year anniversary of the first film, they dropped this. It's doing well in theaters. It has it had a budget of $36 million. It already made $33.1 million in the first extended weekend of Martin Luther King I mean, Day I weekend. feel like that's better than well. They're, they're, they're doing good. Yeah, they're doing good. They're so doing good. We're going to start with our non-spoiler sort of take, but let's just start with Liz and then we'll go to Vinny. What were your thoughts when you first heard that they were doing this? Um, okay, so when I first heard they were doing this, I was, uh, I didn't realize it was a musical at first, but then through the grapevine, I found out that it was a musical. Um, I know that it was like big that I guess they weren't promoting it as a musical, but I thought it was pretty obvious at a certain point that there was singing involved. Um, I, w I was a little confused on why we were doing this, but also I'm a huge fan of the original film, so I wasn't mad about it. I wasn't mm. like, oh, how dare they? Like, they can't do this. Um, so I was interested. I mean, I was excited. I love Tina Fey and anything that she does, and I was glad that she at least was still attached to this remake because then I was like, okay, maybe they'll have a little bit more to chew on than just trying to do a reboot yeah there was good intentions at least that was behind my first it with her being involved. first reaction yeah, sure. to Vinny? hearing about this yeah i kind of went into a very simplistic viewpoint i love the original the original is like one of my favorite comedies of all time super hilarious uh, i've kind of basically grown up with that film because i was introduced to it with by my family at a very young age and then just you know throughout uh, my years and I've heard good things about the Broadway play. Uh, everyone who's seen the Broadway play that I know, they loved it. So I was actually pretty excited for this. You know, I wasn't expecting anything groundbreaking, which in my opinion, I, I don't think we got anything groundbreaking here, but I did have a fun time and that's what I was expecting. So it did satisfy my expectations. Okay. I, I went into it. So I was actually like late to Mean Girls, the first one. I only saw Mean Girls for the first time like probably five years ago, which oh is crazy. Oh my God. Wait, I didn't know that. Yeah. So I saw it <clears throat> way later, but I still really, really enjoyed the movie and like okay. everything like, and I had known some things obviously because it just becomes a part of the cultural zeitgeist. Um, but I was a fan of the original movie. Um, this one, there were, <clears throat> there was some talent that was attached to it that made me excited knowing that it was a musical too. I don't mind musicals. I, I happen to enjoy some musicals. Um, the one thing that I did think was interesting that you touched on a little bit, Liz, was this new trend in Hollywood of executives just saying, yeah, we're not going to market this as a musical because yeah. we're worried about audiences not wanting to go see a musical. And somebody had said on Twitter, actually, I thought it was really funny. It's like, yeah, there's nothing I love more than sitting down at a theater and then being bombarded by music. 
and not realizing that, that it's a musical. Like, so I do think it's like marketing wise, I think it's smart to not do that because there are a lot of people that as soon as they hear something's a musical, they're like, I'm not going. But at the same time, it's a different take. And, and again, I, I agree with you in terms of Tina Fey being involved again, that made me excited and Tim Meadows being involved. Mm-hmm. Um, I love John Hamm and I love seeing John Hamm do comedy. So I was hopeful he would be a little bit more involved than he was. But overall, I thought it was a, I thought it was a fine movie. I didn't think it really like Vinny said it, it wasn't groundbreaking by any means. But um, yeah, it was it was just I think it's a smart time to do it. Twenty years after the original, and I know you have a stat on TikTok that we might want to talk about really quick that makes it very culturally relevant that this movie is hitting theaters when it is. Yeah. So. Um... Well, I'll say after I'll give you my first impressions first, then I'll go into the TikTok okay. fact. Um, I thought this movie was mid, not bad. I didn't hate it. I was just kind of a um, little confused on why they didn't change it more from the original. I felt like it was pretty much almost copy and paste. And then they just threw in some of the big numbers from the Broadway show, um, which I'm a big fan of the Broadway show. I listen to the soundtrack all the time. So I already knew some of the songs or actually all the songs. Um, I wish they had just just changed the dialogue a little bit more. You know, like I, I wish it wasn't the same exact verbiage that they had used in the original script because some of the funny lines or jokes from the original movie, I already knew about them. So it didn't really, I was just kind of stumped of like, oh, why are we doing this again? But I mean, I'm also a huge fan of it. So for me, I was entertained the whole time. Um, They just wanted to make money at the end of the day and they did make money, so good for them. But anyways, going back to this fact that I just read about TikTok. um, So Paramount was originally supposed to it wasn't supposed to have a theater release this film yeah it was originally supposed to be a, a only streaming picture for paramount plus yep and so uh as everybody knows uh october 3rd is mean girls day shout out um and so paramount this past october 3rd used tiktok to uh promote and market the film and the way they did that was by sharing 23 10 minute clips of the original mean girls movie in order so that whoever is scrolling on tiktok could literally watch the entire original film just on tiktok and they had 750,000 views of the entire film so Tina Fey came out and was like, I'm super confused about this because it's been on TBS every day for 20 years. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. It's a very weird trend that's happening with with current uh, current younger generation that people are just like consuming films. I mean, it's I on TikTok, not only TikTok, but like, yeah, like on phone, like people watch full movies on phones, which is one thing. But then watching it in a format where it's like specifically vertical and like you're not even going to be able to watch or like having to like scroll for like the next like 10 minutes yeah and then the next 10 minutes i just think and it's... being like eh, i watched enough of that movie done mm. but i mean it kind of makes sense because in this film obviously it's not a spoiler but they do a lot of uh i don't know what you call it, but like tiktok references where they have like the collage of uh like people on TikTok commenting on something that happened in the film yeah. or a lot of the characters, the way that they're progressing the storyline is they're using their phones and recording themselves telling Doing things on social media. Exactly. I thought and we talked about this, another film that came out last year that I didn't love that for. And I think it worked way better in this film was Dumb Money. 
but I think you and Zach were oh, on the yeah. other side of the fence where you guys were like, no, I, I, but to me it didn't like, again, I kind of wanted a different sort of story with that mm -hmm. for what I knew going into this, knowing what Mean Girls was and you were trying to make Mean Girls for a new generation. <clears throat> I thought it worked really well. And I think that again, like you have to do, like, I agree with what you're saying where so much of the dialogue is the same. The mm -hmm. unfortunate thing is that there are casual moviegoers that are going into the theater that are like, I just want to hear them say fetch. And it's like, <laughs> that's crazy that like, that's what that's you're going to be want. excited about. And then people are going to literally cheer out loud. Like there were people in my theater that were like reacting to things that were from the original movie when it was happening, really? like overly reacting. I thought anyway, um, I don't know. I felt maybe it's just me being like, Oh, this is the first I feel this is like for me, the first real movie that I grew up with watching that it had a big remake and so for me, I'm like, why is there a remake? And now I understand like growing up when my mom was like, this is an original movie. This is a remake of a movie that I saw growing up. <laughs> now I understand like the frustration of like, why? Yeah. Why do we need to remake it? Just go watch the original. I, I totally understand that. I, I Again, maybe it's like, are they making, I don't want to say this in a bad way, but it's like, are they making this movie for theater kids? Like, No, they're making it for money, I think. That's fair. Yeah. Vinny, you have anything? Other first thoughts? Yeah, I feel like overall I had more of a positive experience <laughs> than you guys. I that's the thing though. I don't disagree with any of the statements that you guys made. Like, I actually agree with everything you guys said. I feel that there is kind of that merit of like why why did this need to happen? Because, you know, the first one is still really not that old and it still stands on its own. And I still do think the first one is much funnier. Uh, however, however, as someone who like, I've heard of the Broadway musical, but I wasn't exposed to any of the songs and I really wanted to see, cause I'm a big musical fan. So I was going into this really just wanting to get like, okay, how are they going to, handle these songs to somebody like me who has never heard a single song from the broadway original and i loved it i i really loved that as aspect of it um i thought there were some numbers here that i just like had a lot of fun with you know uh, i know before the podcast started we were talking about the burn book number where regina george oh actually i should Stay away from spoilers. But that was <laughs> we'll fantastic. Get into it. Yeah, we'll get into it. Incredible display of filmmaking. <laughs> mm -hmm. And uh, Renee rapped an incredible job on the vocals. And I just had fun with it. But but overall, like I do agree with that statement of like this didn't need to exist. And in that bubble, it, it's it, it's weird you know it's definitely it's definitely weird because like like you mentioned you can't really get any other motive out of this besides money mm -hmm. maybe they wanted to spread the broadway show but then you just go see the broadway show yeah. itself, i know you know i when in us talking about this too it's making me realize like such an interesting time we're at where even if you look take a look at what's happening on Broadway right now and the shows that are being made so much similar to Hollywood everything needs to be attached to an IP mm -hmm. and when they did that with the Broadway show I have to imagine that that's where they came from because do you know do you know when the Broadway show started oh I want to say if I'm just gonna pick a number maybe like 2013 okay, so I could totally it's, be... you can look it up but but 
so the <coughs> the film obviously was such a big like cult classic for millennials that they're they wanted to take advantage of that. Oh, now, I am so off by the way. Was it earlier than 2018? Whoa! Why did I think so this is so much recent. older? That's so crazy. Okay, so it came out. It came out 14 years after the original film that's based on a book. Um, and now the the movie musical version came out only six years after it went on Broadway. Mm -hmm. So very interesting. Um, but I don't. I, and there are two different categories of film. But like another female fronted like high school movie that I really enjoy is a movie like Booksmart. And it's like wow, I didn't I didn't see that connection coming. Oh really? I didn't. <laughs> so well, the thing I'm thinking about is like in terms of like Vinny was just talking about like how this movie really necessarily didn't need to be made. Like why aren't we just making original high school musical films then? Mm -hmm. But it's like the idea, obviously, like you said, is that they're trying to make money because mm -hmm. people see Mean Girls, they see the name Regina George, they see the name Katie Heron, they see Gretchen, Gretchen Wieners, and they're like. Oh, like this is this is exactly what I want to see. I want to experience this again, which I think is also kind of an indictment on us as all. You know how we talk sometimes about how you're like, I don't want them to be like speak to me like I'm dumb. Yeah. Part of it is that like the executives know that we're going to be dumb and they're going to be like, you're going to go see this movie because Mean Girls is in the title. You loved it. You loved yes. the original. You liked the musical if you saw it. So, yeah, I just it's upsetting. I wish we would see more original like. You can just make another story set in high school with new characters and you could do this mm -hmm. exact same thing. But obviously this is based on a lot of the IP that was built in. Um, and I think we should probably jump into spoilers now. I will say it's not a bad movie. It's not a bad I movie. I enjoyed it. I yes. thought it was very entertaining. Um, I think it's worth seeing in the movies. If you're a fan yeah. of musicals and you're a fan of the original film. I think you should go see this movie. It was very like I enjoyed watching the story again on roll. Um it's very Gen Z, too. Mm -hmm. In case you don't like like super Gen Z movies, <laughs> whoever's listening, like just a warning, it's very Gen Z. Um, or if you're into that and you are a part of Gen Z, then go go watch. <laughs> this is exactly the movie you want to say. Um, but that we're gonna jump into spoilers now. So if you guys haven't seen Mean Girls, go check it out. You guys can return to our review and listen to our full thoughts on it. But we're going to jump into spoilers now so you guys have been warned. We're going to talk about some of the musical numbers, the mm. performances, all that stuff. So. Should we go positive? Who is our yeah, favorite performer out of the cast? Who stood out to us? Um, so Who's your favorite? Here's, so I have my favorite, but I really don't want to butcher her name. Auli E. Cravalho, who plays Janice in the film, uh, is the original voice of Moana. Um I loved her in this film and mm -hmm. I thought that uh, her and Renee rap both have just tremendous singing voices because they come from that background. I mean, if you guys weren't aware already, Renee rap played Regina George on Broadway. She was the, you said the second person yeah, to play after Regina. The, um, original Regina uh, left the show. Then Renee rap came in. Yeah. So uh, Alai, um, I thought was really, really great in this film. Um, Renee Rapp again is it was another standout to me, but there were some other uh, ensemble people I liked. I really liked um, Aventica who played Karen. I thought she was kind of funny. I thought she had some. I thought mm -hmm. she had some funny moments. Yeah. Um, I do also. I don't know what it is. I, I like being able to see films like this and just see new talent on screen. And even if they're not completely, um, if this isn't exactly where they're in, it's like oh, I saw them in this, and and this is where they're starting to get their their start, so to speak. But um, 
Janice and Regina were probably my two standout performances. What say you, Liz? Uh, Renee Rapp, I thought was just... I, I I can't say I can't picture anybody else playing a a new Regina. I thought she was incredible. I thought her vocal talent is on another level. Um, if you if you watch this movie and you haven't listened to her album, you should totally go listen to it because she kills it. She's also a great uh, songwriter, but she was really great. Um, she was my number one. And then I also loved the person who played Damien. Oh, uh, Jaquel Spivey. Yes. I thought he was very funny. I also think that some of the s side characters, they leaned a little bit too much f for my taste into what the original actors were doing with those characters. And for me, I felt like he really was like, okay, I'm going to take Damien's character like structure, but then make, give my own flares to it rather than trying to do an exact replica. Um, so those two for me. And then I also agree with you, uh, Janice was really great also Vinny yeah I agree with Liz Renee Rapp just I think blew everyone else out of the water she was just great here and like she felt like Regina like mm -hmm. uh Rebecca McAdams at the OG I felt she really harnessed that energy but then also brought along the musical aspect to a degree that I thought was better than everyone else personally uh however I don't want to butcher her name either. Um, Ali. Yeah, Ali. Um, she was great too. Yeah. I, I really liked her number at the very beginning. And then we're speaking spoilers now. Yes. The number where, you know, she kind of like rebels against the whole school and is. The party song? No, the, the ending. No, the yes. rather be me. Yes, okay. yes. Where, when then Regina gets hit by the bus. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, I loved that. Um, but yeah, no, Renee Rap was overall like, I think blew everyone else out of the water. Yeah. My favorite um, number we talked a little bit before we went on was, um, what was the name of it? You know the name of it, Liz. The Which Ice one? Queen song. Oh, Someone Gets Hurt. Someone Gets Hurt by Renee Rap was, in, in my opinion, the best overall number where you got to see some really interesting choreography from all the dancers that were in the scene as well as getting like a real sense of separating renee rab's version of virginia george and mm -hmm. rachel mcadams version of virginia george because i think rachel mcadams is so good yeah. in the original film that renee had to bring her own flair to the character and i do think that number was one of the things that you really get to see um, I did like the relationship between her and her mother, which was played by Busy Phillips. I thought that they made a lot of sense as mother daughter, not only like based on look like typecasting, but they, their interactions were just great. So, yeah, I mean, Renee Rapp basically stole the show. Um, so I think it is time to talk about the. Uh... <sighs> the, the, the downfalls. Yeah. <laughs> so Andrew Rice is a great young up and coming actress, in my opinion. I've seen her in a few different things. I really like her in Mare of Easttown on HBO. She plays Kate Winslet's daughter. Um, she was the wrong choice for Katie Heron. And I don't know if we all feel this way. Uh, Liz and I had a, a conversation a little bit off screen as well as uh, I saw this film with my girlfriend, Trisha. And we both came out saying she is not musically inclined. And that's not her fault, obviously. But being putting her in a lead role of Katie Heron, where so many songs are going to be kind of on her shoulders. Yeah. That's a tall task. And I think that 
it's it's cool to see that like she wanted to do something that had an IP that wasn't like a superhero film or it wasn't something that was connected to a comic book or something connected to like Star Wars or Transformers or something like that. And she was like, let me do like Mean Girls. Like Mean Girls seems like something that I could do and it would be newish and I can I can really try to flex my muscles as a leading lady. But unfortunately, I think she gets swallowed up by the supporting cast in this that you almost like leave being like, wait, like I don't really like Katie's performance in this. So I want to hear Vinny's opinion. Mm-hmm. What do you think um, of her performance specifically? So I, I think she was the weakest just because I just didn't remember like nothing from her performance specifically. And this is no shade on her. Mm. Um, I know she was in The Nice Guys, which is <laughs> one of my favorite movies of all time. And I think she has some of the best jokes in that movie. Um, however, in this coming out of this uh, there's no memorable scenes with her to be honest all the memorable music numbers that i remember are renee rap um and the uh, and the other girls but yeah i mean that didn't really like stand out to me at first but now that you mention it i do agree yeah you know and i think it's i think it's hard when the whole movie is supposed to basically revolve around your character and that and that's why like again i agree no shade. I think she's a great young actress. She'll obviously, uh, maybe there are people that love her in the movie. Like she'll rebound from it. But Liz, let's let's hear your take. I I <laughs> thumbs down to the casting directors for this specific casting. I think okay as an overall, Mean Girls not a heavy hitting acting film, right? You really aren't going to have those emotionally heavy heavy scenes where you need to have a strong actor coming in and like being able to cry her eyes out. You just need people that are going to be entertaining, make good choices and know how to kind of hit their marks, both obviously physically, vocally and comedically, specifically for this film. Now, if you are doing the musical version of Mean Girls and you have Renee Rapp coming in as a hard hitter with these belting songs and singing her ass off, you need people that are going to be able to compete with her or not or maybe not compete, but at least kind of be on the same range as her. And I just feel like this this girl, I don't think I don't think she can sing that great. I mean, I can't say anything because I'm really not a great singer, but she did she did the typical film singing where like you're just gonna kind of talk while trying to stay on beat. But I mean, some of these songs, just because I know them from the musical, they are belting like strong, powerful songs, especially her last one. And I was talking to DJ about this before her final song when they're at the like prom night and she is breaking the uh, what's it called? Like the crown in half. That song is like that actor in the show, in the Broadway show, that song for the actor on stage is like her breakout song when she finally just like belts her head off, sings everything as great as she possibly can. And they switched her song to a different actress. She didn't sing the whole song. I don't know if people caught that, but I totally did. They end up having a completely different actress uh, halfway through the song be on stage singing the rest of it for her because she couldn't sing it. Do you remember this, Vinny? No. See, okay. I didn't I didn't either. I totally caught this. So I'm, everyone stay stay with me here while I try to explain this because I felt like when I explained it to you, you I'm got so a little confused, lost. Yeah. Okay, so backing up in the film, you know the scene when it's like, she doesn't even go here. Yes. So yeah. that actress 
who was the one of the girl that didn't even go here. At the oh, end, she's then on yes. stage singing again. And he, then Damien's character is like, she doesn't even go here, but she can sing. That's because the girl who plays Katie can't sing. Yeah. So they substituted her in so that she could sing the like high range parts for her. Mm. Another song that is supposed to be the Katie girl song, um, the song where they're all playing like animals. Yes. Uh, Apex, uh, Predator. Apex Predator. Yeah. Yes. Um, that's supposed to be Janice and Katie singing it together. And it's Janice and Damien. Yes, because she can't sing. <laughs> So why did we hire somebody that can't sing for a musical? I just feel like there's so much talent out there in the world. And I could understand if there is an emotional arc in this, that it takes kind of the acting technique to be able to do it. But there's not. Like, I, I just don't really know why they picked her. I also think, her. and this is no offense to Andrea Rice. Like I said, I think she's a, she's a good up-and-coming actress. It's not like she's a name. So it's like it yeah. would be different if like – so for, um, for another example so, – another film that we had talked about a little bit at the end of last year, like Wonka, like Timothy Chalamet is one of the biggest stars on the planet right now. Yeah. Not only that, but he's literally dating a reality television star. So <laughs> he has all these different sort of sectors of people that are going to see a movie because of him. Wonka has since grossed over $500 million at the box office. A big part of that is because of Chalamet. You don't have somebody in this role as Katie Heron. And even like when they, when they cast Lindsay Lohan, like Lindsay Lohan was huge, very, very she big. She was huge at that time. She was doing Herbie fully loaded. <laughs> she was doing parent trap. I mean, a couple of years before that, obviously, but like people were aware of who yeah. Lindsay Lohan was. Why Arguably people, she was bigger than, uh, like any of the other actors. She at that 100% point. was, she was bigger. Than, like, Rachel McAdams didn't, she hadn't even done notebook yet. Right? I think they came out the same year. Uh, the same year, so which is kind of crazy. To think I, I'm about. pretty sure I could be wrong. On but that, like, but. yeah, and and who play is uh, who's the boyfriend in it? In, in the what? original one, in the original one, Mean Girls, Aaron Samuels. Yeah, is oh, he a known guy? I thought for some reason he, he was. Is no, don't mind me. I was say Chad Michael Murray, but that's definitely not no, right. no. Keep going with your point. Okay, on my point was just that like I totally agree with what you're saying, Liz. Like. This is not a name actress where you need somebody like that. They're trying to market the movie based on her. They're marketing the movie based on the IP. Jonathan Bennett. Jonathan Bennett. I do know Jonathan Bennett, but that's not who I was thinking of at all. But anyway, so yes, I 100% agree with you. Why not go out and get a great singer, a young up and coming, like similar to what happened with like Ariana DeBose with mm -hmm. West Side Story. Like she was a seasoned Broadway actress and singer. They brought her into West Side Story and now she's doing a bunch of things in Hollywood because yeah. she's able to do it it didn't make a lot of sense to me either. And it, it sucks because everybody else, at least regardless of maybe how some of the jokes might fall flat in this film, all the people that have musical numbers do a really great job. Even so Bebe Wood, who plays Gretchen Wieners, I wasn't a huge fan of her acting in the film, but her song in the closet, I thought was really well done. And I thought she had a really great voice. I didn't love that one. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> but I think she, I'm pretty positive that this is the first film she's ever done. I think so, too. So she is so, based in having vocal talent, I would have to assume. So I liked her voice. I thought that her take on Gretchen was a little wishy. -washy. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I wish didn't she love had, her performance. I wish she'd come at it more from like, like Gretchen's supposed to be that neurotic, great, like very on edge girl that just wants is obsessed with being the best out of yeah. everybody and wanting Regina to just be obsessed with her. And I wish she leaned into that chaoticness a little bit more. I think that's fair. Vinny, what are some like standout things to you in this film? It could be good or bad. 
Yeah. So for I'm I'm just gonna comment on the actress who plays Katie. Mm. Uh, I yeah. Now that you mention it, I feel I don't know if this is a controversial take or not, Ooh. but I think Lindsay Lohan as Katie has more acting charisma than um, Rice here. Mm-hmm. I I just I, I felt that like I. There was a lot of, like, in the original, I feel like I could get connected with Katie's character. In this, Katie's character was kind of forgotten, like I mentioned before, kind of overshadowed by the other performers here. Uh, positives, like I mentioned, dude, some of the numbers loved. Uh, I, I just, like, I adore the burn book number. Yeah. And, like, Regina is going into the school. She's dropping the burn book. And, so good. Yeah. And like the way they introduce that number is like, it's like a, it, it cuts to black and then you see like the painting of the lips and it's all red. Mm-hmm. And I just love that. And it's like, it's so, it's so like dramatic in the best way possible. Uh, negatives, however, that's a little tough. They're obviously, I, that number in the closet not gonna lie i thought that was a little awkward right yeah i thought it was just a little you know i think directing wise was what was weak for me because i think they got a little uh camera still and i Mm. think that they should have had more camera movement in that scene in particular or in the film as a whole um there were a couple so the musical numbers that for me i'm sorry Vinny, i don't mean to to like completely cut you off no i don't know there's two musical numbers that for me I wish that the camera had done more work to help it. And it was the closet scene. And then also the uh, revenge party. Really? Yes. I felt like the camera work for like the party where there's like all the confetti going on. Yeah. Was just super like all over the place. Like Mm. I kept being like, where am I supposed to look right now? What are you showing me? Interesting. Okay. Vinny disagrees with I, me. I also, I, I disagree with you as well. Really? Revenge Why? Party was one of my favorite numbers in the whole Really? I was film. just kind of like, I didn't understand. I didn't like the direction that they went with okay. it. Okay. Vinny, go ahead. Yeah, I disagree with you with that. Ooh, I think why? that, because there actually is some really cool shots that I, and I went with my friend Andre and John and, and Justin, and we all noticed some cool shots in that number specifically that I really, that like, I thought it was really cool. Like, there's a shot where they're uh, it's a it's a 360 barrel roll shot, and it's dollying in, and it's like going through the legs of one of the dancers, and I just loved it. I liked the the set design. Maybe love is a bit of a strong word, actually. Uh, I liked it. I liked it. I thought the set design was really colorful and cool, and uh, like specific shots like that stood out to me to the point where I'm going to have to disagree with you Disagree with me all you guys want. You know what I think it is? I think that when I hear the song Revenge Party, it's like a bunch of uh, like, oh, we're going to have a party. We're going to have a party. But then we're going to like cut somebody's head off. Mm -hmm. So I wish there was more of that visual contradiction rather than just like a big party. I think the one thing to try to play devil's advocate for a scene that I do enjoy, like Vinny. Mm-hmm. I do think that it's weird that the whole revenge party takes place in a hallway. Like, yes. so that I can understand where they want to do something, but to, to me, not to break down like the nuances of filmmaking for the people that might not give a shit, but like, 
it's just it's saving a budget. Like they they True. save probably so much money because so many of the numbers are filmed on the school grounds. So I agree with you in terms of like location. I would have like maybe rather seen that take place somewhere else. Yeah, because but when you think line. about it, I mean, this movie has like four sets. Like again, the movie only cost them thirty six million. Like I can't imagine how much of that went to casting because well we know how much Lindsay lohan I, got paid perfect transition <laughs> so Lindsay, did you lohan, know this many how much she got paid no it's two art, two articles came out today one of them a little bit more controversial in which Lindsay lohan was <laughs> excuse me by the way again we're talking spoilers Lindsay lohan is in this film she is in one scene in particular she plays the headmaster are they called essentially like the I, host of the mathletes yeah at the end yes at the towards the end of the film um, Which I think is a great cameo, by the way, for her. 100% I thought agree. it was great. I loved her her spot. Again, my theater experience, people cheered. Don't know if you got the same. I don't remember. It was a quiet audience that I had. Interesting. Okay. We have, that never happens with us. No, I know. Way. I usually have the a good vibe opposite. where it's like, yeah. <laughs> exact opposite. Um, so Lindsay Lohan got paid half a million dollars for four hours of work on this film. So... That's crazy. That's crazy to it's think crazy. about. Plus, again, like Tina Fey, she's friendly with John Hamm, but he had to cost some money, even if he wasn't in the film for that long. You're bringing Jenna Fisher. Jenna Fisher does not like to act anymore. Mm -hmm. So to bring her back on as Katie's mother, that probably cost a little bit of money. So, so much of this movie's budget went to probably the performers. The cameos. And, <laughs> and, and the cameos, like legitimately. Um, but... Uh yeah, Lindsay Lohan is in this film. Uh, what? So you said you liked you liked the cameo. I liked her cameo. I actually liked all of them. Like I I didn't. Sometimes when the cameos come in, you're like, wait, what? Like all I think is of like some of the cameos in Barbie, like uh, Dua Lipa and John Cena and like John Cena. You're yeah. like, wait, what? But these for me, uh, in Mean Girls, these cameos made sense. Like I wasn't completely caught off guard. Yeah, Benny. Yeah. Um. I think I agree. I agree. I, 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 it's hard because it's hard to determine like fan service and then like the value and quality of the film because when Lindsay Lohan showed up, I was like, oh my God, yeah. Lindsay Lohan. Right? <laughs> but then it's like, okay, is that just because I'm enjoying this because I'm a big fan of the original mm -hmm. or is this an actually like, so it's kind of hard to determine there. Um, the other cameos i actually was there any other cameos like i guess just some of those smaller parts like i really again i'm a huge john ham fan i love yeah. seeing him get to do comedy i really as someone who used to be a teacher too i really love um, i was not this teacher but i loved the scene where katie's like i'm getting up to urinate and he's like no can do missy <laughs> yeah and he's like you're gonna have to ask permission she goes may i go to the other he goes no you may not and i was like that i just thought it was really like mm -hmm. funny dad teacher yeah. humor um but yeah and seeing tina i mean Tina Fey is just such a delight in every single regard, like in terms of writing and starring and producing. So getting to see her again was cool. But I do want to say one fun fact. Ashley Park, yes. who plays Madame um, Park. Yes. The French teacher. She played Gretchen in the original Broadway show. Wow. I didn't know that. Yep. Very mm -hmm. interesting. Yeah. Okay. That's kind of what that was her big thing, pretty much. And then she got into the acting scene. And then she got into Emily in Paris. I don't watch Emily in Paris. Oh, oh, I'm so sorry, Liz. Oh, she's great in it. She okay. sings in that too, actually. There's musical elements that show. No, it's literally just her character. <laughs> uh, happens to be like a good singer, so then 
really, I think she was just like, I'm a good singer. And so they were like, let's throw it in the script. And (laughs) so it's her wanting to become like a star. Cool. Mm. Um, (laughs) I'm just like, I don't want to. Cool. Let's not talk about it anymore. (laughs) All right. um, This film, though, uh, filmed Mm -hmm. a lot in Jersey for the limited. um, So we want to shout Shout that out. out. Uh, We have uh, Matter Day Prep, a closed Catholic school in Middletown is where the school was, which is awesome. Uh, St. Elizabeth University in Florham Park, it also filmed in, as well as um, uh, in the Colonia section of Woodbridge. They also filmed, I believe, maybe Katie's house or one of the houses. Oh, Oh, no, I think it might have been Regina's house. Yeah, it was. Might have been there, yeah. Um, So that's really cool. We want to give a shout out to that. Um, One other thing I did appreciate in terms of positives, I did like the breaking of the four wall and the narration between uh, Janice and Damien's characters. I Mm -hmm. thought it sort of pushed the story ahead in a, in a very fluid way and it didn't feel too stagnant that way. Um, but overall, I mean, I don't I don't really know what else to talk about with this film because so much of it is repeating what we saw from the original film with some musical elements. Um, though I do appreciate some of the castings. And again, a lot of the castings were done with the intent and purposes of hiring people that are talented singers and mm-hmm. performers. I thought it worked there, but the characters are more memorable in the first film to me. And uh, I mean, Amanda Seyfried like literally got on the map for playing a side character and now she's huge. So um, I thought it was a fine movie and I won't give my score yet if there's anything else you guys want to kind of talk about, but I don't know how much more we can cover in terms of this film. Vinny, do you have anything that you want to cover? It was better than Wonka. It, I, in my opinion, I entirely disagree with you, but oh, that's fair. Really, yes. really I agree. With I gave Wonka a high score. I I enjoyed this one more. Like, I don't think I'd ever rewatch Wonka. I there's a chance that if I'm with my sisters and they're like, "Ooh, let's watch like the original Mean Girls and then the next one," I'd do it. Okay, mm. I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was in the latter with Wonka. You and Michael really did not like it, and I liked it. Yeah, Wonka for me. Was a mess. That's fair. Although I will say, I think Timothy Chalamet is a better singer than what's her name, Andrea Rice. Yeah, that girl. Yeah, still. I don't want to go off on a tangent here. Go off, but for Wonka, <laughs> like, Vinny's I, like I wish I was on that episode. <laughs> <laughs> Vinny's hot take, yeah. real quick. So the, the, it's I, I don't want to go on a tangent, but it's just like the biggest complaint I have for Wonka is you know the, the from the filmmaking point of view of Wonka. Awesome film. Some of the best sets I've seen this year. Just incredible, cool stuff. Um, however, my biggest complaint about Wonka was uh, that I came, I wanted to come out of the theater like blasting the soundtrack, singing all the songs, and that didn't happen. Like none of the songs for me in Wonka were memorable besides Pure Imagination, which was already, already an I think iconic that's song. I think that's definitely a fair point. Yeah, but for. But for Mean Girls, there's some songs that, dude, when I was in the shower today, I was Listen, singing Revenge go Party. bump it. So. Mm-hmm. I love that. It's yeah. it's a fire album. Both, yeah. I, I will say, the, like, the movie, I like the songs, especially the ones with Renee Rapp, but the Broadway ones, hmm. fire. I have to listen to the Broadway Although I will say, Wonka, Scrub, Scrub, sometimes I think about that song. <laughs> I wish I didn't think about that song. To me, that's like the it's worst song It's just too catchy. It is. It's like scrub, so catchy. Scrub, <laughs> So ridiculous. All right. Do uh, you have anything else or you want to go scores? I don't think so. Um, I was a little surprised that I, – I don't know why, but I thought maybe Tina Fey would have written and directed this. So I was a little surprised that she didn't. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. 
And they went they went co-directors for this. They did. I believe. It was uh, directed by Samantha Jane and Arturo Perez Jr. So, all right. Scores, should I go first? Hit us with it. All right. I'm going to give it a six. So, to me, it's not it's not a bad movie. It's above average. Like you said, like I wouldn't complain about watching it again at all. It just, to me, it's just fine. And I prefer the original way more. So, like, I will watch the original one probably. And and I do agree with, with Vinny in terms of, like, at least in comparison to Wonka. Like, I do think some of the musical numbers in this are really good. But there are other sequences that leave a lot more to be desired. And part of that, unfortunately, is because of Andrew Rice. So, Vinny, you want to do yours? Yeah. Um <laughs> I'm going to give this a light seven. Okay. If I'm being very objective here, I'll do like a 6.7. <laughs> but I hate doing weird numbers like I that. I got rid so. of that trend in 22. I left that trend in we 22. We stopped that. Yeah. So I'm just going to keep it at a seven. Just nice. a light seven. Very light. Nice. Okay. Um, well, I'm going to split it between the two of you, and I'm going to do 6.5. Okay. Okay. Because I, as a movie whole, I probably would have done six, but just because I will listen to the soundtrack because of Renee Rapp, I'm putting in that point five. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair. I, I am looking forward to seeing what Renee Rapp continues to do. Yeah. Um, Telling you, go listen to her album. I heard her album's awesome. She Ooh, has a song gorgeous. that is, is it on this soundtrack, like the soundtrack for the film with Megan Thee Stallion? Yeah, Not My Fault, I'm pretty yeah, sure is what it's yeah, called. Yeah, which I think it's doing well with Billboard and Can Spotify. we just talk about Megan Thee Stallion being in this? Like, oh, what? Shit. I also completely forgot about <laughs> what? her. What? There's a cameo that was yeah, in the film. I, I, I was, forgot about. when she showed up twice with the, during the TikTok sections, <laughs> I was like, oh. I don't know. I kind of want her to like get away from film. She's doing like too much. I yeah. think right now to like try to make herself like I want to do this. It's like it. It's definitely not the same vibe, but it's like reminding me a little bit of like how weekend like shoehorned his way in. And he's like, I want to do things like this now. Oh, God. I don't like that. But anyway, <laughs> I do love her as a music artist. And I think Renee Rapp is very talented, and I am. I do watch Sex Lives of College Girls. She's not going to be in a lot of season three, which is sad. But I don't watch the show. It's a good. It's a solid show. It's very solid. Timothy Chalamet's sisters in it. Yes, Pauline Chalamet. Mm-hmm. I love her in it. Um. All right. I think that's, that's gonna that's do it. That's it. That's Mean Girls, everybody. <laughs> um. Let us know in the comments if you guys have seen Mean Girls. If you guys are looking forward to seeing Mean Girls. Um. What are you? What are your guys' thoughts on this in comparison to the original film? What did you think of the Lindsay Lohan cameo? We'd love to hear all your thoughts in the comments section. Be sure to like this video. And if you guys can subscribe to our channel, we are the Culture Wave Media Network. You guys can hit the bell for alerts. You guys can also follow us on social media. We're at Cinema Wave Media on Instagram as well as on Facebook. We're on Threads. We're also on TikTok. We are also at underscore Culture Wave Media on Instagram and at Jersey's Finest Pod on Instagram as well. Just signing off, I am Darian Scalamoni. I am Liz Sago. And I am Vinny Albano. And we'll see you guys next time.